Hey everybody, it's Jeff. Today's episode doesn't have a whole lot to do with operating any particular piece of gear, but it has everything to do with being the kind of person who can get hired to work on that gear. So if you're part of a great team, you're going to love hearing this conversation because it's only going to encourage you. If you're looking to be on a great team, you're going to find some great tips of how to get hired and how to be the kind of person that people want to work with. But either way, your team needs to join us in September for the MXU Live Tour, September 9th or the 13th or the 16th, because we're going to be in Atlanta, Chicago, and Dallas talking all about teams. We're going to have audio, video, lighting, worship, leadership, all in the same room, talking about how to execute the best environments and experiences possible. We know you're not going to want to miss it. So go to getmxu.com slash live today and grab your tickets. Okay, let's get to the show. You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 117 of the MXU podcast. My name is Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here with my co-host, Lee Fields. And we are thrilled to be joined again by our friend Dave Hatmaker from Yamaha. Uh, expertise and experience and wisdom just off the charts with Dave. You guys heard from him from the R&D side last time, and we're going to talk about some gear on this episode too. But because of Dave's unique experience with people and the people side of this business, we thought it was going to be great to sit down again and have kind of a different conversation today than we did before. So guys, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, everybody. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite again. You guys are like absolute rock stars in the business, and just to be here is like a humbling experience. So let's let's uh, hopefully get some great info out to your listeners today. It'll be great. Well, you're the actual rock star because you're the guy who makes the gear that people are most excited about: audio consoles. That's right. Well, you guys are way too kind. Way too kind. <laughs> but you know, we we've been talking for a few months about people and jobs and volunteers and team and way less about camera shading and DMX and multiband compression, which I think is awesome. But, you know, Jeff and I were talking and Dave, you actually texted us like this passionate. Uh, it was just a text to us about how passionate you were about people. And then you have how many years were you at Disneyland? I was there for 19 years. Right. And, and it was solid that I interviewed people for probably every bit of 10 years. I can't like put a date on it, but it's, let's say it's at least 10 years that I was uh, in the interviewing process, hiring new techs. Right. And then you've been at Yamaha now, how long? 17 years. Right. And not as many employees as Disneyland, but you're still a part of interviewing people there too. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, they they um, have have brought me in at various levels just to kind of get the, the the pulse of the candidate, and sometimes the candidate will um, will be the actual hire through the through the company, and other times at maybe a more uh, higher managerial layer la level or a or a uh, executive level. <clears throat> I'm just kind of there to make sure that I'm kind of I guess the the real time fact checker. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen That's it interesting. at the highest of highest of levels and the most entry entry technician. Right. So between those two companies, and this doesn't even account for your other experience in the job market, but just those two companies, you must have seen thousands of candidates over the years. Yeah, I, I put it at, at it's got to be at least a thousand 
because we would at Disneyland, we would hire, we would have um, group interviews and there'd be between two and four people in each interviewing block. And then we would, every year we would hire between 30 and a hundred techs. So, you know, times 10 years is, uh, that's a lot of people that we hired and there were five times that many in an interview, right? So maybe yeah. it was 2000 people. I don't know. It's a lot of people. Right. And this isn't about how to get a job at Disneyland or Yamaha no, no, or no, Ross no, video no. and how to leave your church and never go work in ministry again. This is not what that is. This is it, this is a conversation about our experiences and Dave, your experiences about when people do transition. And that can actually be in the same organization, which I have an interesting thought on that as well. But I I get phone calls literally every day, it seems like, and that's not an over-exaggeration. A phone call, a text, an email, I know Jeff does too, and it's either a church looking for a new hire, someone currently in a church looking for a new job, someone on a tour looking for something new. It, it's I'm inundated with it right now. And I know just this week, I've gotten reached out to by four different people looking for audio crew people for this summer's tours because they just haven't been able to fill all the roles because everybody's out on tour right now. And so if, you know, for somebody who's already in the industry, who's looking for maybe the next thing to go out with, or somebody who is trying to transition into more of the sort of touring type industry or somebody leaving that to go to a manufacturer or within a church to try to go to a different church or a different job in their own church. It's, it's just since COVID, like since all this has kind of passed us, it's a huge opportunity, but it's also pretty daunting. Right. So it's, and that's where I was hoping that this would go with you guys and the, and the listeners is that this is, this is kind of post pandemic, but it, but the things that I'll probably help hope to share aren't, aren't anything to do with pre-pandemic or post-pandemic. It's just what to say in an interview or how to do a mock interview or yep. those kind of things in these giant career path changes. And I did write a few notes down so that I wouldn't be completely scatterbrained on all this, but maybe you're a tech and you want to reach out, you want to grow yourself to a technical director or from one company to another, like I did from Disney to Yamaha or education. You've just come out of education post-ed and, and you want to go to a private company or from the road to corporate or from corporate back to the road or from mm -hmm. church to corporate or corporate to uh, you become something at a higher ed. You, you become a, a person that, you know, that could be an educator, right? Yeah. So there's lots of lots of paths of good. I, uh, I texted you guys this yesterday, or maybe it was just you, Dave, that I feel old right now. Because I am old, so that's okay. You can feel that way. I, I feel that way at 37 because in my, I don't know, I, when someone asks me for help finding a new job, it's hard for me to say no. I don't want to help you do that. That's it. I don't, I don't like saying no to that, but I have found myself having to say no or sometimes even not respond right now because I just don't have, I'm, I'm out. Like I have no more capacity to be able to do that with the other things in my life that are also right. important. And I don't like that feeling, but for the last two years, as I've helped people, and as you were just running down that list of examples, Dave, I've run into every single one of those. Right. And lately, 
I've been getting really frustrated. At first, it was like, I like helping people. Let me coach you. Here's some, here's a great church, or here's how to talk to your boss about a promotion. Like I, I enjoy that. But in the last month, I think specifically, it started, uh, Jeff, when you and I were sitting at the pool in Vegas back in March or April, whenever it was. And I got a phone call about, I got some bad news about a friend and a job. And yeah, I got frustrated then. And then a couple weeks ago, I got really frustrated helping a young guy coming out of college, um, got a great interview opportunity and just freaking blew it, just blew it. And I got because he didn't know how to do the interview or Um, he just was nervous or like what, when you say he blew it, what does that look like? I think uh, he blew it a couple different ways. I communication skills on his end were really, really bad. And this may sound arrogant, but I, but I don't mean for it to sound arrogant. I, when you ask someone for help connecting you to a job, you have to understand that now it's not just you being interviewed. It's the reputation of the person that just recommended you. Now I hold, I have a platform in our industry and I think it's that that can be a humble thing to say. That's not arrogant. So when I call a church and say, Hey, I've got a guy for you. I don't, that doesn't mean any more than anyone else doing it, but it may to that church, like, Oh, Lee from MXU called and said, we should talk to this guy. I, that sounds gross saying it that way, but I think it's just reality. I don't like that, but no, but it, but it is, you know, there's, there's 150, maybe there's 500 people that are those guys. And let's just say you're, you guys are, are, and I would say that I'm probably in that club too, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, it's not an elite club. I'm not saying that. It's just that we've done so much. You know, yep. it's not you know that we're above anybody else. Because I'll be go do an, an A two gig. Yeah, ain't no thing. I'll just be a great. I'll try to be the best A two that I've ever wanted to be on a gig. I don't have to do A one stuff all the time. You know. Yeah, and I think that's true for any industry. I mean, if you come out of if you come out of business school and you want to be uh, you want to get a job in finance. And you have somebody who is a vice president of Morgan Stanley right. giving giving you a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Their their reputation is somewhat on the line. Like yeah. they're, you know, you're gonna obviously it's great to be able to leverage those relationships and you know borrow somebody else's influence and all that. Yeah. But you have to understand that when you do that, you have to hold that carefully. You have to carry that with a certain amount of respect. Yeah for the person who's willing to go out on a limb for you. And that's, that's not arrogant at all. That's just life. That's a fact. I don't think this guy, I was going to say kid, he's not a kid. He's like a 23 year old college graduate. That is a man, right? That's right. an adult man. Well, should be. Well, I don't think he intentionally disrespected me or would had anyone else had given him that recommendation by blowing the opportunity or by the poor communist communication skills, which were, let me get specific on that. Um, I connected him to a great church, great opportunity. He got on the phone with the worship pastor. They, they hit it off, so to speak on the phone, decided to set up formal interviews with HR. So they have a process and he needs to go through that process and that funnel. The church reaches out to him by phone, email, and text on a Thursday it was a really busy day for him, extremely busy. He was starting a conference that day at the college he was at, and he didn't respond to any three of those by Monday morning. 
Oh. So it, you go through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday morning, the worship pastor texts me, hey, I guess your boy got another job. He ghosted us. Mm. And I'm like, what? What? I, I was mortified by this because, again, I put my neck out there for this right. guy. So I text him like, hey, uh, what's up? You haven't called them back and his response was well i didn't i don't check email on weekends i'm like well did you not get a phone call or a text on thursday oh i think i missed a call from a number i didn't know on thursday so that right then and i think this he's a nice guy i I really think so but i it hit me like okay now i feel old every 20 year old's lazy doesn't know how to talk to adults and i feel like i'm my grandpa (laughs) right but i'm sure that the church i mean and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the church here because in their defense, I'm sure that the person who called him left a voicemail. So the fact that he doesn't check his email on weekends, right. it's like, yeah, you got a text, you got a call from an, a number you didn't recognize. But if there was a voicemail from that same call, you can't just assume that it's from some health insurance bot that's calling you to right. scam on your prescription drug coverage. Right. It's like, no. Look at your voicemail and see, I mean, your phone transcribes the thing for you for crying out loud. If it says, this is so-and-so calling from so-and-so church, at least text him back and say, hey, I'm on a gig. I'm going to be slammed all weekend, but I'll get to you first thing Monday morning. That's all it takes. Right. Isn't that the craziest thing, though, that like it the the interview starts so much in front of the interview? Yes. He's kind of already put the feelers out there that you're going to maybe call me back or whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool on his rules of, I don't check email on the weekend, but if you've kind of already started the process of a job search or that somebody's actively kind of little are recruiting you, or they're reaching out to you, Hey, this is a pretty good gig is maybe you start going, well, Friday, Saturday, maybe not Sunday, but Friday, Saturday, I, I better check. I'd better check. But why not Thursday? Right. That's, that's the key yeah, point. Like exactly. Right. So there's, there's, uh, there's some, I have a story to share in that. And it was when it was when I was going to move from being a technician to uh, what we called staff or a, a technical director at Disneyland, which was a staff position for the, anybody that cares, non-exempt salaried position. Right. So my boss had put out a job request, uh, a posting and said these things and you had to open this was a gajillion years ago so i think it was 20 must have been easy 25 years ago when when it wasn't easy to do email everywhere and everybody had email at home and everybody had email on their phones so this posting you had to open the post and in the post he said um do a cover letter and do a uh your resume and your service and all those things, but also include a, why do you want this job? Okay. So I did spent some time with it, three or four paragraphs, whatever, sent the whole package through. I got the gig. Great. There, we can tell stories in that, but I did get the gig. There was four of us that got the job out of nine people that made it through the first, uh, candidate process. And so after a long time, after I asked my boss, I said, So what happened in the process? And he goes, well, nine people submitted and we could only take six of them because three of them actually didn't do the task that I wanted. And that's to write the page of why do you want this job? 
wait, what? He goes, so if they didn't follow instructions on just going to get the job part, he goes, I couldn't send them further. Like Lee, you said, going down the funnel of admin, you can't even go to the next step because you didn't complete the task number one, right? So yeah. if, if you can't tell your future employer why you want to work there or work for them or work in that role, then you should be excluded automatically anyway. Right. It's like if you if you can't tell me why you want to be here, then you're not going to be here, bud. Sorry. Yeah. And that's funny jumping to the end of that story and again plus some years or it, maybe a year 6 months after I got the gig. You know, I said, "So, so what?" because the other guys that didn't get the gig, I thought were like outstandingly awesome, very qualified humans. But I I asked my boss and it's funny because I chatted with him yesterday just because I wanted to, if we chatted about that, I wanted to kind of make sure that I got the story straight. And we, it was great going down memory lane with him. But uh, he said, well, you know, when it, when it all came down to it, you, you hit it out of the park with tech. You were the tech guy. You could talk between video and audio and of course, audio and a little bit of lighting and electricity and whatever he goes. But here's the kicker is like, we hired you for your heart. Hmm what? Like I'm a tech of a tech of a tech. And that was an interesting introspective take back on me that it's not just always about the tech, right? It's, you got to be the cool hang and you got to have fun and you got to not be so, is it 10 K or 10.2 K or, you know, it's, it's really our passion, I think. Yeah. It was the same thing in this example I'm talking about. When I first told the worship pastor about this guy, you know, we talk about him, how I've met him. I think he's a great guy. And he's like, well, can he mix? And I said, who cares? I'll build him a freaking file. It's a PM5 right. and a DMB soundscape. Like, we'll make sure Anybody. he can mix. Right. And he's like, okay, great. I'll hire him. I mean, he was already, the worst pastor is like, I'm going to hire this guy unless this goes horribly wrong. And then it did. But uh, there's still a little more to that story. I expressed how frustrated I was um, to this person. And then he was genuinely ignorant to what he had done. And I felt he was that just confused, just like I didn't realize that what I was doing would make you feel that way or send a message to the church. Hmm. And he ended up, he ended up going through with the interview process only to tell them that he wasn't interested. So that was the other hmm. part of this was, you know, poor communication skills. They thought he ghosted them. Then he does the interview and then kind of says like, well, I've kind of always been leaning towards this other option. This I'm not really even taking this seriously. He didn't use those words, but that was what was conveyed back to me. And then that sent me off the edge. Then I yeah. felt like I potentially this guy was using me and my right. network to just kick the tires. And I'm right. like, please do not waste my time with you wanting to kick the tires in the truck stop parking lot. That's the way it felt to me. And I said that to him, and he was like, oh, no, not at all. I, I had no idea. Now, thinking about this guy in his life, this is potentially his first job interview experience ever. Right. So let's, let's call him not the rule, but let's, let's, um, let's keep him in mind in that well, let's, let's finish with him and then let's get to the masses of humans that that want the 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 moving up or moving the sideways but to yeah. him i would say 
Okay, so here's here's the way. If you've if you've gone through the process and you've gotten cold feet, or you know, God tells you that's probably not the right plan. You get some divinity or whatever. You go okay. So <laughs> then send them an email. Hey, um, I've decided to withdraw my my uh, to be a candidate in your awesome thing. It sounded awesome. It looked great. I I did some studying on your church. It looks like a fantastic opportunity for someone. I'm just going to bow out now and hope you guys have a great season, a great next steps, whatever, you know, but I think there's a way to pull yourself back while, while still making them feel good and you get to bow out. I got another gig. No, don't say that. Don't say that. That's, that's not the right thing to say. You know, you at least be cordial and professional. Yeah. It's four sentences. Really. It's not five yeah. paragraphs. Don't tell them about your mom and don't tell them about where you're living. It doesn't matter. Just say, right. It sounds like a great opportunity. I'm going to, I'm going to pull myself out of the listing for to be a candidate there and moving on. And I found out about it from the church. So yeah. it would have been nice if he had called me and said, Hey, church is great. Great team. I, I'm just not feeling like this is the right thing for me. Right. Then when the church called me and said, oh, so he's going somewhere else, I wouldn't have been a surprise and thought this guy's an idiot. You know, I would at least been on his team like, yep, I talked to him and I think he's probably right. Hmm. Well, and one thing that's interesting in this story, when you said you you may have gotten the impression that this was his first experience with this ever. Yeah. So here's a 23-year-old kid who's gone to school, who's now entering the job market. But I think probably now in a different way than ever in our history as a society, we have a huge cohort of kids who never worked in high school, who never had a job interview, who never had to do this in baby steps as a teenager. And now they're getting out of maybe a university where they were coddled a little too much and they're you know, everybody gets a trophy kind of mentality played its way through college even. I have a friend who does um, kind of educational leadership training, and he was telling stories about how kids will bring their moms to a interview at college to <laughs> advocate for them, and how that a girl got a, a C on an English paper and holds up her phone to the professor and says, hey, Mr. Johnson, my mom wants to talk to you about my grade. It's like, you know, the fact that we have that kind of mentality in our system nowadays, it's no surprise to me that you would have a kid come out of college and not know how any of these basic life skills work. So that's a total aside. But let's let's talk for a minute about, okay, if if you're not that person, because we have a lot of listeners who are younger and we have a lot of listeners who are older who may have kids who are younger, right. who are starting to serve in their churches, who are in high school, who are kind of coming up, and may want to pursue this for a, for a living. So what do you say to those kids? What do you say to the high school kid of just basic skills about communicating, letter writing, how to shake a hand, looking people in the eye, all the things that we were raised with that not every kid is raised with anymore? 
Right. It's so cool. And it seems like I've had so many conversations with you and I got to give a plug to the MXU podcast because I listen to them and I feel like I've been a part of the conversation with, with Jeff and Lee. I'm like, maybe I'm walking the dog at night and I'm listening to MXU and I'm talking to you guys. You don't hear me. We're not interacting, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like talking to you and shameless plug for you guys is like your podcast network is growing lighting and video and worship and everybody can be a part of this and you guys are talking to all of them. So yeah, we, and, and you guys had said the other night that we all started in high school, right? We all started our craft in high school. Well, now the church is going to hire a pro, but where's the high schoolers? So we have a gap of five to seven or eight years, and then we expect them to be better in five to seven to eight years. They'd better be able to go on the road with, with Hillsong and they'd better be on the be able to go on the road with Crowder. Wait, wait, wait a second. We 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 didn't grow them the same, right? Hmm. So I I feel your pain. So now let's just take the people that are that are in this path and maybe they're going to school or maybe they have gone through college or whatever. And then I have two secret weapons. My my older son is a technician, he's a master electrician at Disneyland, rocking. My younger son, who I've gone through the whole uh, uh, college curriculum with him and gone helped him with an interview process. So this is very tangible, absolutely real to me, both as the dad. And I take my hat off sometimes and I just put my TD hat on and say, well, how would I hire them or what would I say to them in the interview? So here goes. Again, follow the instructions. So if you're going to go to anything that you think that you're going to want to get a job, do your homework first, right? So everything's online. So you find out if, if Lee gives a, a shout out to on MXU, hey, so-and-so church is looking, well, then go to so-and-so church and look, do I want to move to Alabama? Do I want to move to Nashville? Do I want to move? That's kind of a big one, right? Do You'll know, you'll know if that style fits your thing. They're a small 300 people church, right? So it doesn't probably have a Yamaha PM console or a Nexo rig or DNB, right? You're going to probably be roll a church on sticks. If that's something that is you and that's your passion and calling, awesome, right? So then you're kind of going to kind of get in the mindset of like, okay, that, that can work for me they'll post if they have a position. I think most states require you to post um, if you go for for uh, topics that, that come up. If you're just a jobber or you're a, a weekend guy, maybe you, you come in as a 1099 guy and that's a handshake and a nod and, hi, I'm Lee, here, fill out this 1099 and you'll work for the weekend. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about jobs, right? Yep. And here's what I found while you're in college. Let me let me take those those people that have done gone through the in college cuz when I was in college and I'm old, I hit a milestone uh birth date last week and maybe it's hit me of like being a mentor could be a fun interesting new task for me. It's been a new kind of a new <laughs> fun giving back thing. And I've never I've had my own secret sauce, you guys know. I've had my own secret sauce and now I'm kind of willing to maybe give out some recipes, you know, of, well, here's, here's what I've done and you can take it or leave it, whatever. 
But once upon a time, we we had a, either a, an analog, like a book with names and numbers in it, or we had a Rolodex. And if anybody doesn't know what a Rolodex is, that's a fun study. Look it up. I did it yesterday. Or or Franklin Planner or something. Now, everything that we need to know is on our phone device, right? So if you're in school and if you have an extra five minutes between classes, I mean, make the five minutes between classes, is today you'd better have a website and not just like Lee at Hotmail or whatever. You'd better have a website because people are going to want to research you if I'm the if I'm the one doing the hiring, I want to research Lee. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to look up Lee Fields and it comes up Lee Fields, MXU. Great. You'd better somehow figure out how and you can because you can search it and do it. You better find out how your name hits on the first page of Google in the first five things. Your name had better come up. Mine mine did. I'm, I'm at Yamaha. I've got a the Yamaha bot is going to do its thing to get me on the first page, but taking my son, Ryan, ryanhatmaker.com, shameless plug. uh, If, if you look him up, he does come (laughs) up on the, on the first five of Google. And how do we know that? Because he found a mentor shout out to uh, Mike Diaz, who, you know, because, because you're using an earthwork microphone there. Yeah. Mike was a great mentor to Ryan when, when there was no, um, when they had shut down having um, any kind of in-person or mock interviews during the pandemic, whatever, Mike came along, Ryan, and and these are a lot of things that he would have said to do that Ryan took heed of. And that's kind of the first one is you got to have a website of yourself. And it costs about 35 bucks to do it. And then it's 25 bucks a year. You know, you, you've got to invest in yourself, I think. I have not had to interview anyone and they offered that, or I've not interviewed anyone that they've had that. But if they had, that is major bonus. Yeah. Like major. Because. Well, and I think that's way better than having to go stalk their Instagram or Facebook feed right. to figure out what they like to do or who they're, how they communicate or what their relationships are like. It's like, I don't. I don't want to have to rely on their social media exclusively. I want them to have a way to tell me who they are and what they're about and what they so I think a website is a great idea. Right. And maybe it's not so completely important for a tech, but I definitely think it's 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 in the top 5. And the and when it kind of hit me on that is that I was brought into some um Yamaha interviews at, at marketing positions and I'm not a marketing guy. But again, I'm just there to kind of be the fly in the wall. <clears throat> and um, a couple of guys said, yeah, well, you can check out my website. Well, instantly, even during the meeting, dun, 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 I'm getting the Google machine up and I'm like looking them up and I'm seeing, well, does that stylistically look like it? it's a fit for us or whatever? Or is it avant? Is it is it old school? Is it, you know, wh- where does this person fit in, in marketing? Okay, that's yep. pretty interesting. Well, especially for a marketing person, you want them to be able to market themselves if they're going to help market your products. It's right. like, well, let's see, let's see how they market themselves on their website. That's exactly. Great. So watching that process with Ryan of how building the website and what do you put on there? And again, you don't just put on your tech stuff. You know, you put on your tech stuff and the things that you like, and he puts a his band on there and he puts a thing that he did uh uh 
music video that he had done on there. Okay, so now you're looking at a well-rounded, it's not just about the tech. I've worked on A&H consoles and Yamaha consoles and I DMB and I'm a soundscape guy. Like, okay, I got all that. But what do you do? What do you do when you're not like that guy? I want a kind of a well-rounded candidate. No, totally. We just hired a marketing content person at MXU and the the one qualification skill that he had that I was most impressed by was he's an Eagle Scout. And he put that, it, it was documented. And I was like, right. oh, just go ahead and hire him. Because that says so much about a person already. And totally. And similar, like if a if a video tech had built their own website and were just savvy enough to have great grammar and a nice looking website that says so much more about the person than if they can put together a fiber connector to me. Right. Both are important, but if you have two candidates being the same and one has a website and one doesn't, that 45 bucks was a pretty good investment. Right. For sure. I think as an interviewer, I, you know, and I, I didn't have any of these tools when I was at Disneyland, but I think now you probably should. It's going to make you that much better. It is. And, and I think we're talking to like advanced level things. Unfortunately, I would just love to see people text back or make a phone call or an email. Like if you got an email from someone, it's like, hey, can we set up an interview and can you send me a resume? And in your head, if you think, okay, I'm super busy today. When can I put together a resume? I could, I'll definitely be able to do this tomorrow. Send an email back immediately as soon as that comes in and just say, hey, thanks. Just want to let you know I got this email. I'm planning to send this to you by end of day tomorrow. Just writing an email back, turn those notifications on and send it back within five minutes is like, I like this. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's the active part is that if you're going actively job searching, yeah, and I have my I have my email notifications turned off, I'll be honest, because it's too. just too much in the day, right? But if I was actively, let's say, if I was going to a doctor and I and I was going to have some tests back, I'd probably go and turn those things back on, right? So when the tests when the tests come back and you know you're going to get spammed and all those things and it's going to be bing 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 all day long. But you hope <clears throat> that at least your initial contact with them gets you a, a a I like to say it's like tennis, you know, you you serve and then they volley back and you volley back. <clears throat> Great, but you've got to volley back once, right? Yeah. So you've at least got to tell them, okay, I'm here. <clears throat> thanks for thanks for your interest. That's it. And kind of like tennis, making sure that the ball is in their court as quickly as possible. Exactly. Is huge. I yep. mean, I think like another another simple tip would be, gosh, if you're going to be actively looking for a new role, a different job, a new opportunity, then before you even let the word out that you're looking, get your resume together. Exactly. So that all you have to do is select and send so yeah. that you're not having to build it over the next three days. You've already got it. It's like you you should always have a current resume yep. right? because you never know when those opportunities are going to come up. And once upon a time, and again, milestone age last week, is you, you would have to go to a typesetter 
to change your resume, right? And then you'd order 200 resumes. Not anymore. Ah, you can go to, there's, I'm not going to say any of the brand names, but mm-mm.com or mm-mm.com. Yeah. There's a lots of things. There's even one in Word. There's a, a template that you can do. And then here's, here's the new, here's a kind of a new bit of a buzzword is the, is having a CV, a curriculum vitae. I'm not French or Italian, whatever. So there's resumes and CVs, right? So here would be the thing. If a church is asking for a resume, submit a resume. If the job search that you're using a, a an engine for whatever, that's a, that's a job search tool company. Um, if they're asking for a CV, don't submit a resume, submit a CV. Like that's in the instructions, right? Yeah. Right. So whichever one it is, submit the appropriate one <clears throat> and it should be current, but don't spend 60 hours brushing up your resume from us to them to comma to it's going to be fine. Send it. Right. Right. Cause then you can addendum it when you get to the interview. Oh, Hey, I, can I, can I actually, can I actually supply you with a new resume today? And it happens all the time. I would say it happens 25% of the time they addendum the resume on the day of the interview. Hey, everybody. I wanted to let you know about a great offer from our friends at the church co they build church websites completely for free. They will handle the migration of your existing website over to their platform and can even manage it for you ongoing. The Church Co. is a complete digital platform for churches, including websites, apps, giving, prayer, small groups, SEO, Google advertising, and more. Best of all, it's integrated with all of the major CHMSs like Planning Center and PushPay, to name a couple. If you're interested in upgrading your website and simplifying its management, use our promo code MXU to save 20% on your first three months. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. A few months ago, we had Paul Cox from Capture Collab on the podcast, and we talked about the importance of storing and organizing all of your church's photography. Capture Collab is a tool built specifically for churches to handle this. From capturing to uploading and then tagging, it's the ideal photo storage and sharing system that lets you never lose a photo again. Imagine searching for photos of people in your foyer holding a coffee and your library scoping down directly to photos meeting those specifications. If you're tired of sending out links and searching through folders, use the promo code MXU to save when you sign up for Capture Collab. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, there was another worship leader I'm currently helping. <laughs> I've got all these. Fr- I should start a headhunter. <laughs> another worship leader I'm helping. And with the worship leader role is way different than a tech director or a production person and a resume. Like the worship leader, you have your whole persona is your brand, right? Everything right. you do, it's your technical skills, your leadership abilities, your family, how well you can sing, how it's performance based. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do was we put together a Dropbox folder and it has a resume and it has clips, video clips of him performing. It has uh, songs he's written. It has links to things on spot. It's like all this stuff. Well, because of our developers on our team, I learned that when you make a Dropbox link and you share it, 
you know, sometimes that can be cumbersome. Like if you email someone a Dropbox link, you may have sent it to the wrong email address. They don't have a Dropbox account. You have to request permissions and it, it can get right, hairy. Right. Well, when you generate that link, the last character in the link is a zero in every Dropbox link. It's, it's always a okay. zero. Okay. If you change it to a number one, now when you click on that link, it automatically downloads that entire folder to your computer. You don't even have to sign in. So now when he emails, here's this file, his name, and they click on that link, boom, the whole folder is downloaded to their phone or their computer, and they can open it without signing in to Dropbox. Here's pictures of him and his family. Here's videos of him leading worship. Here's his resume and a PDF all done on their computer. No, he should have a public bobworship.com. You know, that <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but I should introduce you to some pastors who would be very threatened by the even existence of their worship leader having their own website. Wow. Right, Jeff? Interesting. Yeah, the more I mean, the more I'm listening, the more I'm like, okay, which side do I land on? Right. Because it needs to be couched somehow in that it's not about self-promotion. Yeah. Right. It's about information. Right. Like if if it's more informational rather than marketing, yeah. I think it's it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the thing with churches is <laughs> you would think that they're not competitive, but my gosh, the thought of going to be on stage at one church and go across town and get on stage at another is very, very difficult. Well, you know what I've seen in this? I don't know if it's the right term, but I've I've bounced it off with a mutual friend of yours and mine, John Jackson, is in this in this post kind of denomination thing that we're in is I see many, especially pastors, teaching pastors, a teaching pastor from Southern California might go uh, to do a teaching pastor gig in Colorado Springs or in Texas or in Chicago or whatever. And then, and then maybe that trickles down to the air quotes worship leader or not, or I know I'm, I've been invited to play at a church gig on uh, this Sunday. So it's just kind of finding the right person to fit here and there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this won't be a problem in a couple of years, or maybe it's going to be a bigger problem in a couple of years. I don't know. That that's a that's going to be an interesting one. I, I get the touchiness of that subject. Yeah. What's interesting is that Church A probably would have loved for the guy to have a website when they were looking for him as their worship leader, <laughs> yeah. right? But now that now that he's there, it's like, hey, can you turn your website off, please? Because we like you, we don't want anybody else to know about you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one, huh? All right. So let's say let's say there's a posting again for the job in in Alabama. It's a thousand person church, and they've got a decent amount of gear and how does anybody know that because they've gone and researched them right so you've watched right. a service and they've posted they're looking for an audio mixer right and the person does the resume and he sends it into their search service and and they they now have gotten an email back we would love to meet with you in person but i'm in southern california right so so then my thing would be you email them back and say, I'm in Southern California. 
maybe can we do the first interview via Zoom before I fly out there? I'm very serious about this commitment. I've 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 looked at your website. It looks like a great fit. Um, thank you for your time. I appreciate your listening to me or using me as a whatever. You you write three paragraphs and you hit enter. Then you get the job interview. They go, yeah, let's do it over Zoom, right? Yeah. Here's here's what I would do, and I have, and I have have tried to tell everybody this is you need to know then who who is doing the interview. Is it the senior pastor? Is it you know there's there's going to be at a thousand person uh, church there's going to be nine staff people right taking a guess there's going to be nine staff people is it the admin doing it or is the admin and and the maintenance guy is it at the who who is doing this and then yes you should research them you should should research anything that you can find on them instagram you go uh, well lee's going to be on the thing and lee loves barbecue cuz you found it cuz it's online you can find you talking about barbecuing right. on your instagram right and you find these these things and then at least in your knowledge base of you know a little backstory about lee because Lee knows a little backstory of you because they've read your resume. Maybe they've looked at your website or they've they've looked at a church that you called out on your resume. And Lee knows five minutes about you, but you had better know two hours about Lee. If nothing else, what he looks like. So when Lee comes on and your text field isn't up on your name that you go, that's probably Lee. Hey, Lee, what's going on? Great to meet you virtually. Right. Uh, Glad to see you. I hope sometime we can meet in person. You know, if there's time, you know, I didn't, sorry that I, I couldn't get on an airplane to come and see you, but you know, at least you're like, you're like looking into the camera and having this interaction. If you're there in person, you show up smiling. You look like whatever dress that's on the photos. If they're a suit and tie, you wear a suit and tie. If they're a polo shirt, you wear a polo shirt, right? It, I, I wouldn't go t-shirt and jeans not ever because you got to go one up right so this this sunday best thing i don't know tech blacks nope not on that day you gotta go current you gotta look nice don't wear ratty tennis shoes just saying i'm a guy that loves ratty tennis shoes don't wear ratty tennis shoes you should look you should look like you're downright going for a job interview. And I'm not too old, by the way. That's the way that your your first perception yep. is you better look okay. And if you dress for the dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Right. And if you <laughs> don't have the dough, buy shoes. That's so true. Okay, so the thought of doing this whole podcast, this is why I wanted to do it. Not not to this is great and helpful like tell people how they should dress but just to talk about are we serious this is where we're at we're reminding 23 year olds to write back on text messages because right. my 13 year old you know he he got a phone last year so he's had it i guess a full year now okay and he and his friends they're both guilty of this and it's bothering me right now so it's like i'm trying to teach my son this they will text each other and not write back and it drives me crazy because I have conversations and text messages that I send CEOs of solid state logic, and he will immediately text me back. 
But for some reason, it this thing happens in the church too. So this is two conversations I think we're having. Pastors, worship pastors, for some reason, think they're too busy to write text messages back to people or respond to emails. I think it's a thing specific to church, and I don't know why. But in the business world, in corporate world, I get emails back from very important people that are way busier, way busier. But now I'm seeing yeah. it in 13 year olds on their phones, and I'm like, I don't like this. And I think this right. is what's dude, putting people on this busy. path. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are not that busy. I'm sorry. Well, and the problem is that when you create that as a sort of standard practice with your friends, that's going to become a habit. And then that habit is going to continue on to the way you communicate with everybody. And that's dangerous because if you're, oh, I just don't, I just don't respond to texts. What? Why right. do you have it? How then? Ma- don't don't tell me your phone number then. Right. 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 How are you supposed to communicate? Like, what other option? Do you have a carrier pigeon handy? Because you don't answer email, you don't even have email, and you don't pick up your phone. So if I can't get you by text, then are you saying that you're so important that you're only gonna re- you're only gonna address me when it's in your best interest or when it's convenient for you? Come on, that's just bull. It is right. bull. And I guess I guess so. Let's go back. Let's let's unpack that a tiny bit. So if if you have a phone number and if you have a magic device that has everything on it, like your phone does, um, again, your actively your active verb is "I want your job." That's your action statement. I want your job. So then, you you need to set yourself up for success on "I want your job" by here's here's the minimum. They're probably going to get back to you with a phone or a text. I don't know if the text is like all the time, but let's go that you might get a text back. You're for sure going to get an email back. And do you want the email to go to lfwg295-92 at gmail.com? I'm I'm probably <laughs> not going to write that email back. I'm going to just tell you honest. I, I may be an email snob, but I would like L Fields or Jeff Sand or some something that has part of your name in it. And then and then probably not to like pick out one that's not so great because I have an old SBC Global email address, but probably not Hotmail, like because you're probably not going to look at your Hotmail. So you probably want a Gmail email. That that's right. that's probably the one. And both my kids say, yeah, it that's that's the one because it's gmail.com. It's easy to put on blank. It's going to go, it goes through our, our Yamaha email. It goes through just about everybody's email. It doesn't get flagged as spam. It does, but not very often. <clears throat> so that's probably a good one to have. That's a, that's a common one. So get an email and yeah, <clears throat> once you put your resume and I'm holding up my mock resume, once you put your resume and you better turn your filters off. Right. Totally. And that's why we changed our website used to be mxu.rocks, but we were sending emails to people and it was getting hung up because of the .rocks extension. So we had to find a .com. Yeah. So now we're getmxu.com because mxu.com cost a half a million dollars. If anyone would like to buy that for us, they can, but that was expensive. So we're getmxu.com. Okay. Yeah. Don't try to don't try to research a three letter URL no. because they're all <laughs> stupidly expensive. That's crazy. Yikes. Okay. So let's let's talk about in person. So so they they have let's let's say that the guy now has flown on the airplane to Alabama to have his his uh, his in person. 
and you're dressed appropriately. Um, don't wear a hat. I wear a hat all the time. Don't wear a hat to an interview. Don't wear a hat to an interview. Don't wear right. a hat to an interview. Um, we want to see you. We want to see your eyes and we want to communicate with you and we want to know how you will communicate. And everybody knows I'm an, I'm an extrovert. I got it. I'll talk to anybody for anything. It's great. But if you're an introvert, then you're going to need to do a mock interview, not with your mom. You're going to find somebody at the church that you are. There's going to be a financial guy or there's going to be a drier person on staff, whatever. Find that person and because they have already got the job. And, and you don't even have to say, hey, I'm going looking for a job, but I'd really like for you to help. I'd like you to help mentor me. Right. We yeah. this, let's let's ask. Let's do. And that, that might be the craziest thing for an introvert to ask for, to even go, I've never talked to that guy. Well, that's your first step. You, you've got it. You made it this far in life. You're 23 or 25 or 30. I'm sorry, introvert dude, but you're going to have to do something out of your comfort zone. So go find a mentor. I think that's, I, I never really thought of the mentorness, but you need, I think everybody Everybody should have a mentor. I do. And uh, I think, I know I'm not going to give up my ones, but there's there's certain people that I find to be mentors. And I'll be honest, when I was going from the from Disney to Yamaha, I did have a headhunter that kind of searched me and they said, we're trying to make a connection between the two of you. And by the way, it took two years, by the way. So this this process is not like within days, weeks, months, right? So I found two people in the industry that I absolutely swore to secrecy. And I said, I've been asked for this position. And what do you think of the company? Because I went on the website and I yeah. knew Yamaha. I was, I, I was on NDA with them for 10 years. I knew the internal workings of it, but I wanted to know how the perception was outside the company. So I, I asked these two people sworn to secrecy, what, what do you think of Yamaha as the company? Well, if I didn't work at the company that I work for, I'd want to work for Yamaha. Both guys said that. Thank you. You guys know who you are if you're listening to the MXU podcast. But um, And then I had one guy in Disneyland that I swore him to secrecy and told him. So that was literally three people. So if it ever leaked, I would know that it was one of those three people. But I knew this is going to be a process and I'd better be willing to take their phone calls and because that was all at the time, it was all being done on the phone. I better pick up when I see that yep. phone number come through, right? And be ready for it because I've now actively started in my brain and my heart to go down this process. So that was me after being at a company for 19 years, right? I was the I was about as as high as I could go there still liking my job. I didn't want to be an admin and I didn't want to be an executive. And so that wasn't my thing. So that was a, that was a huge statement of what do I want to do? I've now actively started the process. So if you're 23 and this is your second job, right? Again, it's the things that we've said, do, do the active parts of the verb, get a website, get your email, turn your notifications off sorry to be repetitive but well you, you have to apparently these days i mean 
Uh, let me tell you, let me tell you as me being the interviewer, I'm watching for your mannerisms while you walk in, you know, don't put your head down. <clears throat> Sorry, introverts again to pick on you, but don't put your head down. Come in. Uh, if you don't know what a professional is, let me describe that. You're, I'm sure, great at what you do, your day job, whatever it is. If you're a, if you're a burger flipper or a, or an audio guy, or you're a, an accountant or whatever, I hope you do you to the best that you can do you every day. I, I hope that you're awesome at what you do. When you're in the car, think of what am I awesome at what I'm doing, right? Get, build yourself up because I want to know that. I want that to come through that at least if I give you a task, you will be able to do that task, right? That At the end of the day, really, that's really what I want you to do. I used to say at Disneyland, I want you to come in. I want you to do my task. And eight hours later, I want you to go home. I want you to leave with all 10 fingers and all 10 toes. I want you to be safe. And I really want you to do the best that you can do all day long. And then tomorrow, repeat. And then to the next day, repeat. That's that's. I want you to do the task. I want you to be a decent human and do the task and go home. That That's me. Maybe other people would, would find that to be different. But I want you to come in thinking that already. What can you do for me? Right? You better be able to answer that statement because I'm going to look at your resume and you're probably qualified. If you're not, I haven't wasted your time by I'm not going to even bring you in for the interview, right? right? So if you're if you're at least qualified and that now I'm looking for something deeper. And here's here's maybe my biggest part is some people will come in and they will say I, 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 me, me, me. I got it because you have to because it's an interview. But the one that worries me is when they come in and they go, I've only been a part of a team. When they say only or whatever, they go team, 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 team. I need a mixture between I and team because I need you to be able to do motivated self-starter things by yourself on Tuesday morning. There's no staff here. So I hope you can clean the wireless mics or sweep the stage. And then sometimes on Sunday morning, when there's 30 of yous, I need you to behave like a team player and, it need, and you need to be a NCAA Division I basketball team, right? Even if you're on the bench, you'd be ready to go in, coach, right? So I need, I need both. I don't just need you. You're an awesome programmer. Great. But are you an awesome programmer when somebody asks you to change the text, or I need to, that color red needs to be blue, or, you know, there, there needs to be a sense of collaboration in team and marinate on that a bit when you're thinking about how to interview or what to say in an interview. I would think that would, that's a pretty big one is that's good. Don't just say I, 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 and don't just say team, team, team. Cause we, we went through a process might've been 10 years ago that the team was the key. Everything you had to say, team, 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 team. It was buzzword bingo of how many times you could say team. And then I went down the rabbit hole with a guy and, and there was no I, he could only exist in the team setting. Wait, there's going to be days that you work by yourself and literally you're going to be sweeping the stage. Are you okay with that? Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty healthy one. I think to get your, head around. Um, what do you guys feel on that is if you were hiring a human? No, I think that's great. I, I'm trying to put myself in people's shoes listening to this. And I think 
what we haven't talked about yet, and maybe people have tuned out by now, we're an hour in talking about how to interview for a different job. However, if you love your organization and you would like to move up in your organization, everything that we've just talked about, including what you just said, the I and team and you know, dressing appropriately, even you're doing that. You're being interviewed every single day at your current job for future positions. So every email, every phone call, every text message, every Zoom call, Mm -hmm. everything that you wear, every ratty tennis shoes, every wrinkled shirt. I hate to say it. There are a time for stage blacks. We're not saying we're right. Yep. yep. Uh Uh-huh. There's a time for all that. But inside your own organization, 19 years at Disneyland, you're being interviewed every single day with every single task. And I think that's why a lot of times when people get hired at a new new job or someone new comes in your job and they're working beside you, like we call it the honeymoon phase, right? right? And the honeymoon thing goes both ways. You think your new job is the greatest thing ever, and your employer thinks they've just hired the greatest employee ever. But after three or four months, now they know how you really are. And that doesn't mean they necessarily hate you, but now they know every good thing about you, what your weaknesses are. They know everything. But if you want to move up inside that organization and it's frustrating to someone because when they send you an email, it takes you five days to get back. That's not good. Right. No matter if you have a job or not. So in the case of Disney, because I went, I went from being a tech to being a general foreman of the audio department to being a, a technical director is then when I, when I went from the first step from a tech to GFM, there were two candidates and it was really about the strength at that point of the team. So how did I, how did I deal with the team and how did I disseminate information to the teams to get, to get the process done faster? So, so again, hearing from the guy that I chatted with yesterday, my old boss, is he said that that was a that was an actually easy one because we knew that you already were the effective communicator and that you could you could easily move into the next role up right so that you're you're right Lee and that's what we were texting yesterday and you got back to me right away by the way that's a funny one uh, in in those things of that it does matter and it should matter and to the employer it's still a job right so. So when you come to work, it's not the fun day, the fun time. It should be fun. It should be good. You should always give something back. You should at least do the task that you were hired for. Um, but yeah, it's still a job. There's going to be hard days. But what what do you bleed out on those hard days? Do you bleed out something like, I'm going to just quit next week or whatever, you know? That that that's not going to get you to the next step, right? Let's say that 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 you you have your eyes on being a TD. You know, you've you've cross trained. Uh, you you kind of a you find lighting interesting, and and you can video switch, and and you have a you have a you have a good timing on show across the disciplines that are that are that are would be below that for the TD, and you just find it fun to schedule things. You know, maybe that's your, your passion. You went to school and you were an accountant. I don't know, but you, you find it fun scheduling things. Okay. How do you move up? Well, you were not a nice guy going into Easter and you lost your temper and 
and you had to go to the parking lot and you walked out on the rehearsal and well, you're probably not going to move up. Let's just be honest. So if you have a hard time and if you have a hard day and if you have a hard moment, Hey, director of the show, you know what? I, I, I really, it's it, the stress is, is getting to me. I, I really need to have 30 minutes and it doesn't have to be right this second, but there's no, there's no break schedule in the future. And I've really got to kind of clear my head to this. Oh, okay. That's different than I've got to really clear my head for this and, and storm out, right? There's, there's ways because we're all humans. We're, we all must communicate. We, 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 we need to communicate in the great. That was a success. Sunday was awesome. Friday night, we were going to kill people. No, it, it shouldn't be like that. So yeah, I, I agree Lee hundred percent that it's your, your activity right now might affect your future. Question mark. Yeah. Probably. One thing, <laughs> this little mental exercise I've, I've told other people to do, and I've done this myself, not as many times as I've, sh- I should had is if you picture you are leaving your job, you're vacating that position. Then imagine if your organization were to hire a replacement for your job exactly, and they are better at that job than you are, what are the first five things that that person would do different than you did? Write those things down, and then you go do those things. Because deep down, intrinsically, you know what someone better at your job would do and how they would do it better. You know. We all do. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah. if you know, then why aren't you doing them? Those are the type of things that I think separate people and then cause attention to go your way in a, in a positive light. Yeah, that's, that's really true. That's really true. And I don't know if you guys corporately, we have to do reviews. We have to do, you know, how, how'd you do last year? And those are hard for me and most, just about everybody I know they're hard to do because you want to say, I, I probably could have grown and done this better, but I did this better than I thought I should have, you know? So yeah. That that self awareness or self assessment, and I think both of you guys have said in podcasts of, if you were standing next to you at whatever craft you're doing, audio or lighting or video or whatever, what notes would you tell yourself? That's that's probably pretty healthy to think, and I've I've said it in a little bit different way. Is is so we're going to look at the camera being right here at me, but what if I move the camera to the side? You know, let's just move the camera. What 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 view are you getting from over there of me or of you mm-hmm. or whatever? Would you take your own advice? You know, I'm the coolest person ever. I'm like, I'm like all that. I'm like, no. Wow, even when I watch myself, I I gotta, I'm not all that. Like I, I should work on this or my mannerisms are because you guys have seen, you can't see it on on uh, on the podcast but i my arms are giant i i am talking with my hands all the time so yeah that is, sometimes it's a note of when i especially like executives or whatever like watch your hands you know so i'm making notes to myself yep that's cool a, a good pastor friend of mine when he was leading his staff it wasn't specifically about job stuff it was just about this sort of interaction you know dave earlier you mentioned about having a few guys who were sworn to secrecy that you could ask honest questions of. So I think 
another aspect of this might be to have a couple of people that was that kind of insider type person and ask this question, because this was the, the, the thing that this pastor friend of mine passed on to his staff that I thought was just such a brilliant question. It was just occasionally to ask a trusted confidant, okay, what's it like to be on the other side of me? Right. And just to get honest feedback from that person, both professionally, you know, emotionally, how we interact, conversationally, just whatever the aspect is. But hey, Dave, what is it like to be on the other side of Jeff? When we interact, like what, what are your impressions of how I'm doing? And that could be about anything. But I think just to be open to that kind of honest feedback from a trusted friend, that will set you up famously for how you interact with people and how you are presented to the world. So, cause that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, your, your life is a resume, right? You're building reputation, right. you're building credibility, you're building the way people perceive you, the way people talk about you, the way people feel when they're around you, all of those things are your brand. It's not about Instagram. It's about how they feel when you're doing a job with them or how your employer feels about the job that you do or or about how people feel when you look them in the eye and have a conversation and give them a handshake. It's like all of those things. So if you're struggling with this and you don't know how people perceive you, for crying out loud, you got to ask somebody. Right. And I think that's the importance of that, of, of figuring out a mock interview. You know, that's if, if you've never done one or me, because I haven't done one now in in 17 years, I, I would absolutely, I'm not looking for another gig, by the way, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to ride this one out. It's great, great job. Great. Everything. I can't, can't say enough. Uh, but if I was, if I was another, either of you guys, I mean, you guys have started your own company, whatever, but that, that mock interview is huge to just get that. Just like you said, Jeff, that, that, well, what did I do right? And what could I do better. You know, watch your hands, Dave. Okay. Okay. Got it. So now what should I do with my hands? You know what? Yeah. I think that that mock interview is huge. And again, chatting about this with, with uh, our friend, Mike, is he, he said, yeah, the the mock interview is great. Getting a mentor is great. Those things like are hand in hand. So if you have a mentor, that's probably the person that would do the interview. Because again, if you're at that church, and you're moving up the ranks, someone on that church board is going to be the one that does your interviewing anyway. So how helpful would that be to, hey, man, I've, I've not done but one interview and it was to get this job. What, what, what would help me get to the next step? That's great. Yeah. So plot twist on the story of my frustrating 23-year-old, <laughs> and I would not do this if it wasn't a very unique circumstance. At the peak of my frustration, I made a phone call to this guy's current boss where he's at, and I told him everything. Oh, because you're friends. Because we're friends, and this guy is in a unique position, and I knew that frustrated 23-year-old, if he had told his boss, his boss would have recommended he take that job. And I was right. Oh wow. wow! Wow, that is so a plot. The, so his current his current employer is already semi disgruntled with him as an employee. No, no. Oh, time to fly, right? 
it, it's if that's the opportunity at that place, he should absolutely consider this because his opportunity to stay there is entry level, right? You know, maybe not even full time minimum wage. So he's already found his ceiling where he is. Yes. So can I give kudos to that boss for actually saying that? Because we, we, I think we, we as employers, we get selfish in, well, he's going to fit job number two on Sunday and I'm going to have to find another job number two to fill him in on Sundays. But that was, I had a boss like that at Disneyland. I'm not going to try to say any of my backstory names, but he, he elevated me. He, he, he helped me get to the next step and thankfully they were within the company, but they, they weren't things that I was looking for. So maybe that guy takes it on the mentor role. Hey, this whole thing started as a weird story, but the outcome is yes, you should, you should probably take your wings and fly, not disgruntled. You, you, you have an opportunity you should take that opportunity. So that's yeah. an interesting one, Leah. The start and the finish, that was not anywhere where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> yeah, right. And like I said, I would, if if you all are listening and you've asked me to help you find a job, I'm not going to call your pastor and tell him. But I knew in this case that his current boss really saw himself as a mentor for younger guys on his team. And we've had conversations like this about he's way more interested in this person's future than he is his weekend going well. So so I knew that. I had that in the quiver. So I so I do know since then they've talked. You know, there's been some apologies and there'll, there'll be more and like the whole thing kind of got smoothed out. But I just thought that was an interesting plot twist. So okay, to wrap, I have I'll tell a, a 60 second story of the opposite of this whole story. Another 23, 24 year old okay. calls me wanting help finding a job he wants help to get plugged into the music business in nashville he wants to intern at a record label in the a and r department okay so he has no connections into nashville at all whatsoever and the one thing that struck me was and the reason i helped him because he didn't say can you help get me a job at bethel music or at integrity He's genuinely interested in an entry level, maybe not even paid position to be someone's assistant at a record label. Just to get a foot in the door. Yeah, he's a good kid. So I threw out those two. It was Bethel and Integrity. And before I could even tell him more, he already knew who the people were because he'd done the research of who they were. Then he found their email addresses and he contacted them before I had. So when he did all that, I was more than happy then to follow right. up text messages to the head of A&R at both sure. of those places and said, hey, you're going to get contacted by this guy. I think he's great. He's a perfect fit for an entry-level intern. It's a pretty low-risk thing. Let me know how it goes. And got he's it, off to it. the races, and he's gotten interviews. Wow. That's yep. great. So that's yep. an example of somebody who's actually doing it right, and they have somehow in the way they were raised or their work experience up to this point or somehow initiative and yes details and professionalism right. and all those things have been ingrained in them in a certain way maybe they worked for chick-fil-a as a teenager that's probably what it was but um it's you know it goes back to those basics it's like okay how if, if you say you really want this 
then you've got to do what it takes to prove that you really want it. And it's not that difficult. It's especially with the tools that we have today. For him to find out who the right person was to contact, all he needed was a little nudge. Right. Yep. He'll he'll figure it out and he'll be on somebody's like their top of their inbox and their top of their call list because those kind of kids are who people want to hire nowadays. Yes. yes. And so with that, just the the now is the time. Now really is the time. Think about this. I guess you guys get uh comments back, you know, if there's questions that come up chatting, whatever, let's put them down for the next one and we'll start we'll d- maybe do this again and 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 maybe do some real world questions through there. Yeah. And then how to sure. how to further develop you. Lifelong learning. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Thanks you guys. This is wow really really cool really cool i hope your listeners get something out of it and how about this uh if they've made it this far into the episode let's reward the listeners with some opportunities of great churches looking to hire people skyline church in san diego california is looking for an entire team of technical executors audio video lighting production manager great church in the East side of San Diego. I love the executive worship pastor there. He's a great guy. It's a healthy church. They do two services on Sunday and that's it. That should say a lot about this place. Um, they're doing huge upgrades. So the gear is awesome, but it's a fantastic place. Um, go find them and email them. We shouldn't have to give the information out because you have a smartphone. By the way, great job, Skyline Church. Great website. Just found it. Just Great. <laughs> everything that we just said. <laughs> Flatirons Church in the North Denver, Eastern Boulder area is looking for people. That's another fantastic church. I've got friends that have just moved there to do other jobs in different parts of the church. I'd go work there myself. I've said that on the air before. Fantastic place. So those are two just off the top of my head. That's great. There are other resources too, like our friends at Slingshot. If you're looking for... um a resource for job opportunities and job postings. Slingshotgroup.org is a great place to start. I'm not saying that you need to leave your current church and go to another church. That's not what we're talking about here. I'm saying if if you're without a job or you want to get into church production mm-hmm. or you want to uh, explore opportunities that might be out there, those are some good resources. Also, if you're interested in touring and getting on with a production company, I'm telling you, there's no place where these sort of practical skills are going to show up in a more effective way than going to work at a production company. You might be sweeping the floor. You might be loading trucks. You might be wiring cables for a while. But in those scenarios, a person with a great work ethic, who's teachable, who's a good person, who's friendly, who knows how to interact with people, you can get on with those guys now easier than ever because the demand for good people is so high so yes feel free to reach out to companies like spectrum and ips and some of our other friends in nashville four wall so many production companies right now in nashville and other places that have massive tours on the road right now and need good people in their shops and on their trucks and on their crews so don't be afraid to reach out you know there's not just the touring thing but the corporate thing has opened up so las vegas chicago la anaheim um there's the there's the next tier down of uh production companies that are non-stop working non-stop working 
how when how much time do you have available you can work that's great and i'm sure right. yamaha is hiring it seems like you guys are always hiring so i think there are things up on the website yeah i do yeah there's always stuff awesome all right fellas well dave thanks so much for your time today i can't wait to do it again and you maybe maybe next time you'll be able to teach me how to get a raise hey i'm there right go to your boss i don't know <laughs> i think he's his own boss <laughs> when you hired your boss and now he you're, he's your boss huh wow. right yeah that's uh, that's weird i'm my own grandpa wasn't that our old song like that <laughs> yeah we got a country yeah. song for that i feel like a grandpa yeah <laughs> thanks a ton, right, guys. guys see ya <laughs>